Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's two choirs singing the exact same piece. And... Did you spot the crucial difference? A small difference could be crucial, even when it comes to loans. If you're thinking about a personal loan, the CCPC Independent Money Tool can help you compare loan rates in seconds. Find the best rate for you at ccpc.ie. From the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission. Hello and welcome once again to the Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. We've got another cracking programme for you, 45 or 50 minutes of our finest. Of course, we do have our very own Simon Ferry join us today and once again we've, we've pulled it right out the bag. We've got a guy who'll give us at least two or three good minutes before he has to go off with a hammy. <laughs> Simon Donnelly, the That's former Celtic Sheffield That's Wednesday, harsh. St Johnston, Scotland star, former Dundee <coughs> United, Patrick Thistle, assistant manager. Simon, good to have you. How you doing, guys? All right? It's yes. a bit harsh, but I've actually did my calf this morning, <laughs> so you're not far off the truth. We've got right for Saturdays. I Game hope so. I hope so. Game. Stan's promised me a massage, not off Stan, but he's got a couple of guys coming over that are going to hopefully work their windows and they'll be fit for Saturday. Flying. He looks flying, doesn't he? Yeah, he's looking well, isn't he? Yes. To, to be fair, he's only 23. Um, <laughs> a wee exclusive for the programme for our listeners. Yes. Simon Ferry. I can't say Simon because it's too size. Simon it? Ferry. Wee birdies told me the Belgian beside you has lined up. Cheeky wee game of golf with Histo Stoichkov. No way. On Friday. Ah, well, your, ah. your, buddy's, your buddy's correct there. Not far uh, off it, I was actually saying it's possibly. Don't reveal the name of the course. I'm not going to reveal the name of the course, the of the course uh. but it's probably the first time in my career I'm a wee bit starstruck with a football uh-huh. player. Uh-huh. Uh, remember watching him as a kid, Barcelona Barca. and Bulgaria uh-huh. 94 World Cup. So Just yeah. the two years, like? No, it's a four ball. It's a four ball. And who's the other two? Obviously, Stan. Stan's. Petra. That's a Bulgarian team. I've not got my Scottish partner yet. Need a bigger name. You need a bigger name, and could you be bringing Stoichkov, don't you? Hugh Keevans. Aye, it's a wee bit, a wee bit surreal, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Aye, should be good. Give me a shout, said if you want. To. <laughs> okay. Right. Anyway, better on with the the show. We're going to talk about the topics of the week, as you can imagine. The Celtic Rangers, the old firm class Celtic, winning one 0 The first. 
derby of the season. We're going to get right in about that. We'll be looking at the incident involving uh, Alan McGregor and Christopher Ayer and the decision by Willie Collum and subsequently the, the SFA panel. Alan Stubbs has lost his job after four league games. I find that quite incredible. Simon's a former teammate of Alan Stubbs. He'll speak well about that. And we'll also look ahead to the Scotland games, Belgium on Friday night and then the Nations League opener. Albania at Hamden on Monday evening. So stick with us for the next 45, 50 minutes. I'm Mark Goody and it's going to be another cracking show. Right, Simon Donnelly, 1-0 Celtic. Comfortable victory for them on Sunday? Totally comfortable. Uh, I was anticip- well, eagerly anticipating the game, I think. There was a lot of noise came from Rangers, you know, the start of the season. Uh, the feel-good factor with Gerrard coming in. And I was intrigued to see how it would pan out at the weekend, but it was kind of normal service was in for Celtic, if I'm being honest, especially first half. You know, Rangers, for me, I'm not sure how he, he went to set them up, but it certainly didn't look as if they believed they could they could hurt Celtic. Uh, and it was only a matter of time before the goal would come. Did you make of it, Si Ferry? Oh, I had to watch it back this morning because I was about eight Guinness deep by the time the <laughs> <laughs> The Peterhead boys went out to watch it in a pub, so it was half Rangers, half Celtic. Uh-huh. Um, you just in the middle. I was just sitting in the middle here. Uh, the boy, the Rangers boys couldn't believe it. Eh? Couldn't believe the tactics. Um, it just seemed to me like they were there for a draw. No. And you know, Celtic been on a wee bit of a low, shall we say, with the the negativity they've been in the club. The one thing you didn't want as a player is somebody to come and pressure you. If you're not doing too well, you've not been doing well. The last thing you want is an old firm game somebody to come and pressure you. The one thing you do want is time on the ball. Mm. And it just seemed to me that Celtic had so much time on the ball. I mean, yep. Celtic's best player in jam. Not one person got near him and put, put a boon at him. Um, sitting back behind the ball, kicking long balls up to Kyle Lafferty. I mean, that's not been Rangers all year. No. Mm. So it just baffled me why they came here and played like that. Why he never just stuck do, do these guns in and like a good goal? Maybe with it, there was a lot of new players in the Rangers team there experiencing mm. this particular game. And, you know, to me it looked as if there was a few of them thinking, wow you know, unfazed because as you say, nobody laid a glove on Celtic. First half it was waves of attack. I think Rangers had one effort. Can't remember who it was at the edge of the box over the bar. Yeah, Ryan Jack. It just it, seemed uh, to be waves of attack. Uh-huh. You know, and even from the first I think Rangers get the centre and it went back to your man Tavenier and he's put it out of the park and it just set the tone for Rangers. After that I think Celtic kept the ball for the next four or five minutes. And it was just like that for the from the off. You see know, as a coach so said, see if you look you're Stephen Gerrard, surely you look at the Hearts game and think, right, how did Hearts beat Celtic? Listen, I was doing Celtic TV and we looked at the Rangers team and I was asked about Lafferty and Morales playing up front and I says, if I was Gerard, I would have went with the two. I thought yeah, it was yeah. a bold move, but yeah. for some reason, on paper it looked bold, but when it came to the kick-off, it didn't look as if they, they believed in it. No. Morales wanted to foul and complain. Lafferty, who has been a thorn on the side of Celtic at times with Hearts and Rangers before, wanted to fight with Lustig rather than play football. It just, they didn't offer anything for me. Even Lustig, I think Lustig struggles with somebody running at him. Yeah. Kyle Lafferty's not that sort of player. No. I think Lustig doesn't I mind think he wanted to go. Yeah. Aye, he wanted to go physical and for me it played into Lustig's hand. Uh, definitely. It did. It I did. thought they'd put Wee Kent up against Lustig, let him run at him with the two up front, Lafferty going bash, Boyata and Ayer about, but just kind of baffled me the way that Gerard went about it. That said, as much as you know, Rangers were probably disappointing, although it was only a 1-0 defeat for them, how much credit is due to Celtic? You've already mentioned in Sham Brown and Sham were terrific in the middle of the park. Boyata and Ayer um, behind them, and, and as you said, Simon Ferry 
bit of negativity or a bit of doubt surrounding Celtic going into this game but you know any questions they, they certainly answered them and the manager did too with tactically the way he set up I think that's a sign of a top team and a top manager isn't it guys that have maybe had a bit of negative criticism over the past couple of weeks I think you could see for the first minute Celtic are right up for the game the, both the manager and the players and again in Cham and Brown I mean in Cham's yeah. he's the best midfielder I've centre midfielder I've seen here for, for, for years he's got everything I can't yeah. believe how fit he looked getting the ball back tackling and he's pa- he always passes the ball forward yeah. Is that yeah. Um I've watched him for last year I think when he first came in you know I covered a few of the games he played a wee bit defensively I thought and then whether it was a conscious decision or whether it was just him getting his cell into the team you know he started playing further forward started making forward passes started scoring goals here mm. he's became a goal threat I mean yeah. we get the goal at the weekend there off him and he almost has another one a fantastic save from McGregor but am I right in saying he's only 21, 22 as well? Yeah. You know, he's he's only going to get better. Uh, and Charman, even I think at the moment if Celtic wanted to, they could have got 10 million quid off Porto yeah. if they wanted to last week. They could, yeah, have they, sold could him. Uh-huh. they could have sold him if they wanted to. The agent was trying like a bear to drum up interest. He got interest, but Celtic Had they never. resisted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't lose them all <laughs> at the one time. But in Sham. You're right, he's going to progress into yeah, something right I, at the I top draw, isn't he? I think he is, yeah. I think he is. Even by that, he showed again why a lot of good teams want him. You yeah. know, the neg- negativity he's had against him the last two games, he's came back and said it's like a much better team. I than think he's the best. He stole the last two games. The best centre back, you know, and he's always. Centre backs are always. Show me a centre back that doesn't make mistakes. I think sometimes his mistakes are over highlighted, you know. Mm. I think he went and. Had a really good World Cup with Belgium. On the back of that, there's interest there. But I think the boy's taking a bit of confidence for that as well. Yeah. He's, since he came back in and the Green Brigade had the, the, the banner up last week, he's strolled every game. He's strolled the three home games there. And he's brought an assuredness back to Celtic. You know, mm. When Rangers did press for the last 15 minutes or so, if we can say that, he was always the one that had his head on it, getting mm-hmm. you know, things cleared. Mm-hmm. And I think he's, he's really brought something back to the back four there. Even just that, you know, Celtic thought they were going to lose um, Bayat at one point probably over the past week or two. He stayed, but they did lose Dembele with an hour or two to go before the, the window closed. From a footballing point of view, I'm sure for Brendan Rodgers, it would have been a blow, albeit the manager sanctioned um, the move at the end up because of the, the way Dembele was going about his business. But when you take a wee step back now and look at it, to pull in 19 or 20 million pounds mm. for Dembele is an outstanding piece of business, isn't it? Aye, I think so. And I think from a management point of view, I think Brendan had no choice. You know, I think it was documented he took him off midway through the training session the next day. And that could unsettle the camp, you know. And I think after that, and you know, you can wipe the slate clean, get, get a bit of business, get the money in. But you show, or, or they show... You know how they've been winners over the last two years. They regroup in that changing room, and as Sai says, come out and prove a point again. You know, whenever a question's been posed at Celtic over the last couple of seasons, they've answered it. Mm. I think. I think Brendan's had it with the madman Balotelli, isn't he? I think he's had when you've got a guy in your dressing room, of course, yeah. a bad egg. Yeah. You know, lost him his job basically at Liverpool, mm-hmm. um, and having heard him speak to coaches and stuff like that, the one thing he doesn't like in his, his squad is guys that didn't want to be there. Um, so it's I great though if you, if you have got a problem player but you can pull in 92 and, and okay he, he didn't manage to get the benefit of that because the window closed a couple of hours yeah. later but <clears throat> if need be in, in, in January you know if it's tight domestically and you're maybe looking at your, your next European campaign in the summer 
it's a fantastic war chest to have to go and strengthen your squad in January if Aye, needed. Yes, yes. I mean, Celtic are sitting, you know, rosy in terms of finance. I think that was maybe a frustration with the fans. You always want new faces in. Uh, but as you say, if it gets to January and there's people on Celtic's coattails, they can go and invest again. Uh, I think with Edward towards the end of last season, taking confidence with the Rangers games, I think he's looked a different player for me. He was the best player, or his best performance rather than the 5-0 game here. And with Griffiths, I mean, he scored his 100th goal the other night. I always keep saying Griffiths for me was the best striker out of the three. Uh, and when he's getting a run in the team, he always scores goals. I think he's the only play one up front as well, don't they? So it's not like they need three strikers. They tried two, you know? up, they tried yeah. two up here. Uh, Edward and Dembele game. played together didn't they uh, earlier in the season, season in bit, Europe didn't they uh, was it Griffiths and Dembele last week at Hamilton it didn't quite work but again that was because Hamilton had everyone behind the ball there was no space mm-hmm. to play football at all you know mm-hmm. you're, still, you're trying to probe and getting frustrated but I think in Griffiths you know and he, I think he'll be gutted that he never started at the weekend after yeah. getting the, the 100th goal on Thursday night but he's always a threat in terms just get to, to touch back on, on Rangers I mean you're, you're looking at Brendan Rodgers who's had two years Four or five transfer windows, and you know, riding the crest of a wave domestically, anyway, mm-hmm. week after week. So for Rangers, then, it'll be a wee bit of a, I think, it'll be a, a bit of a wake-up call for Stephen Gerrard in terms of he knows what the benchmark is now, and as much as he brought in 12, 13 players um, in August, which have helped them get into the Europa League, which is a terrific achievement, they're going to have to maybe go again and, and try and up the level of quality in, in one or two areas in January, aren't they? Aye, definitely. I think. The Celtic game is always going to be the barometer. Not, uh, I think the well, reality check, but the three each with Muddle last week, you know, in the back of the, I think they defended quite well. I haven't seen a lot of Rangers until the weekend there, uh, but I get annihilated on Twitter last week because I used the word momentum with Rangers. But what I meant was they were quite buoyant after Gerard yeah. coming in, and yeah. the fans are buzzing, the place was buzzing. You think, right, okay, let's get to the Celtic game and see where you are at. And for me at the moment, it's quite obvious they're still way behind. And that can only be. So, but to be fair, that that's totally understandable. Aye, of course, it? of course yeah. it is. New manager, of course it is. He's twelve, thirteen in, changes. He's brought know. in twelve, thirteen changes. From a coaching point of view, that takes time to get your your ideas across to this group of players. But I think he'll also need to go and strengthen. He'll, he'll need yeah. to bring even better players in, uh, and that will be January, obviously. And Gary Mac, Gary McCarthy, number two, a guy you know well, a national team at yours. Gary will know that too. One of them will be wanting tirelessly behind the scenes. Both of them are experienced. Yeah. I, I said at the beginning it was a good appointment for Rangers. Stevie Gerrard is an impressive figure. He's an experienced guy in football. He'll know what he needs to do. He probably even more knowledgeable after the weekend uh, and Gary's Gary's been over the course as well but it's players it's players that you need and time are the ones that they've brought in certainly the the next Old Firm game December the 30th at Ibrook so a few months to wait for that but certainly on their own turf Rangers will be looking to put in a better performance that's for sure just to finish off on the Old Firm topic Simon Donnelly you're a veteran of many Celtic Rangers games pick your Pick your favourite one that you played in. Favourite one? Uh, out there, we beat them 5 1. Uh, Lubo's first. Lubo's first game. My first one was special. We spoke about it before with no Celtic fans at Ibrooks. You know, 19 playing at Ibrooks, four walls of blue. It was an experience, but my favourite one because at the time it was a difficult period for us. You know, we didn't win many, and the 5 1 out there was, was sweet. Celtic Park. Celtic Park, aye. Good for you. Well done, Simon. Um, right, move on to the next topic. We could have asked Sai 
Fede, ah, no, ¿qué tanta Stephen Gerrard said that Rangers probably get away with one there in, 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 uh-huh. in terms of it. You know, Alan McGregor, as much he was top draw in Sunday, will just need to be careful because that's one thing that Rangers, any team, don't need that, particularly losing a goalkeeper. No, he's a, bit, he's a bit of a madman, isn't he? But um, that's why probably the fans love him, do you know what I mean? He's got that fiery temper. He cares, do you know what I mean? You can tell Alan McGregor cares, he wants to win. He's not had a top career for, for no reason, he's a winner. Um, and by the way, I think he's been excellent since he's went back to Rangers. He was brilliant he's again. I mean, yeah. he's been outstanding. But but just back on that thing, and then you get guys like Gary Dicker, who's got a three-game ban for trying to tackle somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's never a red card, Gary Dicker's yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's a red card, it was the same card, wasn't it? Was it? That, that was not. You're right. I don't think that was ever. And I'm surprised when that went to review. That was upheld. I mean, and you can see why guys like Steve Clark and that go off or not, can't yeah. you? You can. You know, watch Sky Sports every Monday morning and it's Dermot Gallagher comes on to give his I, review yes. uh-huh. and they reviewed that one last Monday to Gary Dicker right attack on Dermot that Gallagher said never a red card never uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. um, you know Alan McGregor well Simon I thought you were going to say he knows a, Dermot uh, Gallagher well <laughs> <laughs> no I don't know Dermot <laughs> well alien head <laughs> would you agree the uh, the save low down to his right for the sham shot that they put onto the bar of the, the pick of the bunch it's a great save it's a great save and I went on record at the weekend saying obviously it's probably stating the obvious but if if uh, it wasn't for McGregor it could have been 2, 3, 4 at the weekend I know he had a couple other ones here that you'd maybe expect to save but he was still Callum McGregor puts a ball in here for the one that he actually ended up lashing out he, he, he's brave he gets rid of it there's another one at the, the near post uh, when Sham but the, the save second half was, was fantastic it was a great save 
what do you think I mean, you're still playing in the game uh, very badly uh, is, there, is there now a feeling about particularly these incidents in big games at the top level that, that you can get away with a bit more now in, in terms of your behaviour on the park no see in the lower league see if you did in the lower league you're off mm. I've seen guys getting sent off for that just a wee kick here you're yeah. off yeah uh-huh, so that's why it's baffling me because it's murderable in, in League 2 do you know what I mean so it's lacking consistency then uh-huh, the definitely I think so I mean I can't even tell you what is I sending off now and I'm still playing so that, that's a worry isn't it mm. um, and you've got all the cameras at such a you know uh-huh, in these big games high, uh-huh. high you know it's and like we said I think well, there's, no, there's, no hiding place. there's no hiding place in these games with the cameras nowadays uh, and for that to happen and them to turn the other way and say nah, it's not excessive force it's, it's confusing. Who's making these rules? Is it Shuggy Dallas? <laughs> no, it's not. They're blaming Shuggy. Da- Neil Doncaster and Shuggy there, Dallas, there's, man. Rewriting the rules. Directors from from FIFA and UEFA, and it fills it ways down. And, and then John Fleming, the, the the referees chief. Who would be a ref? Who would be a ref? I try to referee games in 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 uh, training. It's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the one with Brown. Really, maybe you could argue, doesn't he? Shouldn't he slide in for that one and put yourself in a position? But there's on, on Lafferty, on Lafferty yeah. there's no contact. Yeah. But at the time, even me watching it at live time, yeah. you think, oh, that's a bit naughty. But you watch it back, Lafferty floats in the air. Yeah. There's absolutely no contact. So, as I say, who'd be a ref? Mm-hmm. Thousand quid a game for a referee. I'll do it. I'll take abuse for that. I'll take abuse for a week. I'll take abuse for 90 minutes for a grand. Easy. You need to take a two grand cup for yourself, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Peter Head. No, really, he will. Right, anyway, on to our next bit of the show. I can't believe this. Alan Stubbs. Sacked after four league games. You get Kenny Miller. Sacked after two league games. You get Ray McKinnon leaving Morton to take over Falkirk. You've got Paul Hartley. Sacked after three league games. You get Barry Smith. Sacked at, at, at Wraith Rovers. Is it just me or is the manager... Because we always spoke about how there was a lack of patience down south. Uh-huh. Up here now, it's it's just not right, is By it? By the way, can I say something? See if you get sacked after four performances, I'd have been sacked for open goal but a year and a half ago, wouldn't I? Persevered me. Persevered me. Still Getting the benefits now. Really? <laughs> um, Honestly, and, and you know, if, if we're concentrating, Alan Stubbs is the highest profile one this week and you know Alan Mel you're thinking what is what is going on listen I've seen him at the game you know he was, he was at the game at the weekend uh, and there was no sign of anything you know football nowadays he's surprised with anything Mark I mean people are saying to me I've been out coaching for at first team level for almost two years now and people say ah, but you'll be dying to get back in you'll be dying to get back in and you're thinking why for, for things like this you know he's taking that job the board have gave him the job uh, I seen in the paper yesterday oh, he's got rid of the players for maybe he deemed the players that got them up weren't they going to be the, good enough to be mm-hmm. the ones that kept them up you know if you give him the job you've got to give him the time four games is ridiculous Can I, I just I, I agree but I watched the last two performances and no through a lack of organ but the players were not playing for him mm-hmm. I mean I watched the highlights on sport I, I get that hats. impression as well they weren't even running back the pitch it's always been like player mm-hmm. power yeah. do you know what I mean it's been a, a conscious decision made we're not having this guy for whatever reason exactly 100% and I think as, as, a, as a chairman or an owner if you're the, the boys are getting their all for the manager and you can see that then you can stick but their last two performances Derek Ferguson watched him at Livingston the week before yeah. and said one of the worst he's seen in the SPL that performance I mean wait, how long do you wait well, if see, players see do what, how long do you wait why don't we reach a stage then because that's where you need a strong chairman stroke chief executive Gordon Scott in this situation 
um, at St Mirren see rather than just bulleting the manager mm-hmm. if the players are, look as though they might have chucked it why not get yourself down into the dressing room and have a word with the boys to be if I see him honest with you Matt see if a chairman came into the dressing room with me I would not listen to me and that's my God's honest truth. So would you rather just see the manager? I, I no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that personally. I wouldn't do that to a manager. But it goes on. But it does fa- go on. On the other side as well, the Clear fans. Power. The fans just never took it to a manager. At times it does go on. I, I think right, Hibs with, with, with John Collins, uh, Frank De Boer at Crystal Palace. Was that mm. the start of last season? Yeah, four games. Frank as well De Boer, who yeah. had been at Ajax but deemed not good enough for Crystal Palace after four games. The games, uh, the games, crazy. As I say, the guys that have appointed them. So they've made the mistake. So they, who's accountable there? You know, it's just for me, it's it's mad after four games. But I think I said at the time, it's it's the way football's going. You know, you don't get any longevity anymore. It's knee-jerk reactions here, there, and everywhere. And sometimes. It- hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Often, sometimes they don't. We we were we Alan McCoy yesterday at a William Hill event at, at Hamden, and Alan was asked the exact same thing about you know would he go back into management? And he says no, no, uh, affected my health, affected my life, couldn't sleep. Yeah. Okay, it was you know extremely difficult circumstances at Rangers, but he says now he's got media work, he's relaxed. Him and Brazil are living life. life. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, but you're right. Uh, uh, why, why would you? <laughs> Absolutely. Why? Would you? I didn't know he slept in for his he slept in. Uh-huh. I, 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 I slept in. Only, only, only for fifty minutes. <coughs> but, but when you look at it now, and you've been there, Sid, you think you know, five, six weeks into your job, you could just be told, "Yeah, see you later." One hundred percent. And listen, the other side, it's even it's good. It's good. You know, I had good times at party. Really good times at United. We've spoke about it before. You know mm. when you're scoring four goals, five goals, four goals again, and watching the football, it's great. But see when that turns, you know if you lose players, or you're going through a sticky patch, and you've not got people there that can see you through that, then it's it's so volatile. How will Stubbs be feeling? You know him well. How will he be feeling now? Do you think? I don't know. I, 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 as I say, I, I seen him here at the weekend. He was disappointed, I think, with the defending at the weekend. They gave away. Poor goals, I think, on the stroke of half time, they were 3-1 down or something. Uh, and he would have been hoping for the time to turn it, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe relief if, if if there's been a revolt from within, maybe relief, you know, because I've been in dressing rooms as well. I was in a dressing room down at York, you know, where I didn't feel we had the backing from the minute we walked in. Uh, the players said? Aye, mm-hmm. aye, there was stuff going on in the, in the background before we even got there. Uh, so you're fighting fires before you even get there and try to put your stuff across so when that kind of starts spinning through a dressing room it can be difficult it baffles me that the boys have not took to him as well because obviously he's been on here top yeah. man he was yeah. and the guys at Hibs absolutely loved him you know yeah. and you think he's probably went and done the exact same thing at St Myrna that he's done at Hibs mm-hmm. yeah. and it's just your luck whether one group of players takes the and, and one done it but yeah. I think it was a hard job going in after Jack Ross wasn't it because yeah. the players hung on his every word yeah. um, and I think it was a tough, tough act to follow. And it's similar with Kenny Miller at Livingston, I think, yeah. with Hopkins, you know. So whoever goes in, obviously, at the moment, the Moron, <coughs> there's not been a, 
a replacement yet for Alan Stubbs, I believe it will either be Ray Jim McKinnon. McIntyre or, or Jim Ray <laughs> <laughs> <Ray> McKinnon. <laughs> just while that, while that job's available, and obviously I think St Bern might have missed the boat, he'll tell Terry Venable <laughs> as he starts part bound. Well, I was telling you I watched the game with four Guinness on Sunday, it was with Terry, Terry was... <laughs> Terry was in the boozer one. place in Mallorca. The Peter Head Airport. Airport. <laughs> we'll get but Terry the cinema job. I think Terry would fancy it. Nah, it's a bit below me. He's, he's looking for someone more high profile. Huh? He says he wouldn't stay in Paisley. Ah, well, we'll see if the Peter Head job comes up. But whoever takes <clears> over, uh, Jim McIntyre, Jim Goodwin, whoever, whoever it's going to be, they'll certainly know you've got to get in and sort that dressing room out and let leave them in you know, let them know, know in certain terms who they, who they gaffer are. For me, it's go- I would go Jim McGoodwin if I was Sintman because I think the fans have got a big play, a big part of Sintman. I think they're very vocal, the fans, eh? And, I, and I've seen on Twitter the last couple of days they've really been wanting uh, Stubbs. That, that's, a good, that, that's a good point because I think when Stubbs was appointed, you know, there was there was a wee bit of unrest uh-huh. within the St Man fans. Yep. I don't think it was a, a favourable appointment, which I was surprised about, again, after what he achieved at, at Hibs. Uh, but yeah, certainly with Jim being there and, and being part of the cup winning side, you know, he'd already have you know fans on side before mm-hmm. he actually stepped into the role. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see who who gets that. And we're looking at, at Livy back to back wins. Well, um, flying in the league, Sitman away, Hibs, Hibs at home. They're terrific for them. Gary Holt um, in the door. I don't. I think did we all tip Livy to go down? No, we did. Uh, tip is. Are we looking at St Mirren now or there's a change of manager going to you know, revive Can I just say something first? Gary Holt has got the biggest t- knot in his tie I've ever seen. How does he do that? Have you seen it? No. It's an absolute Windsor for helmet. It's the biggest thing you've ever seen, man. Right, I just wanted to get that right, out of here. Can you believe it when I hold Jan Luke there. <laughs> I worry for Dundee by you. Aye. Again, watch the highlights for Dundee. I don't, I don't want to slaughter people, but the goalie doesn't look like he can make a save. They didn't look like anyone can score up front, and for me, that's that's a sign of a team that are going down. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I remember Ross County last season had two or three goalkeepers, and it just wasn't happening yep. for them under Jim McIntyre to start, and then uh, Oni Coyle. Mm-hmm. And you're right, you know, if you've not got a, a keeper that's going to help you win points, when you look at um, the the young fella at um, at Livingston, Liam Kelly, <laughs> good goal, off uh, saves. Mm-hmm. You, you need that, don't you? And you're right. Yep. It's a great point you made about Dundee. And I couldn't believe. He played Kenny, Mid- Kenny Miller right at three up front, 38, and you've got the graveyard shift up and down the right hand side. Needing a goal scorer, play Kenny Miller up front. Couldn't believe it, eh? I think, it's a, good, right. I think it's a good acquisition over the, uh-huh. over the time. I oh, think definitely. Kenny, uh-huh. I mean, it, when he was at Rangers and stuff, I thought he was always one of the better players in the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. I think he'll bring that experience, and he, I think he'll bring goals in the long term. Uh, but they need to get some results on the board, you know, just for confidence throughout the club. It was a bad one against Murrow at the weekend. I think with the unrest it's not be interesting to see who comes in and if they can get points on the board quickly I think Livy's pitch will be a leveller as well I know that's horrible to say but I really do think it will um, I think Hibs I've seen a one Paul Hanlon tackled the guy and he nearly looked like he was close to Dennis Cruciate on that pitch you know he tackled him and yeah. I thought his leg's going to go um, but they've taken to the pitch quite well and I told you the boy Pittman didn't it, last year yeah. scored two already this year and other boy burning in the middle of the pitch I don't remember you mentioning Pittman <laughs> <laughs> when they were in the playoffs I said the boy Pittman will score goals the tell it to get mixed up. but Livingston I, think I, I know it's a pure knee-jerk reaction but I think they'll stay up right, let, let's glance towards the, the, the top then and, and touch in, in hearts and uh, you know, I'm sure everybody in the programme as well wishes Craig Levine a speedy recovery and hope he does well but absolutely what about hearts said four wins out of four and 
and all comfortable, <coughs> all good. You know, great start, victories. great start. Really competitive against Celtic at Tynecastle, similar to the performance last season. Uh, and it has it's captured the imagination. You want you want teams up there, you know, challenging the likes of Celtic last year. At one point, we had Celtic, Rangers, Hibs, Hearts, and Aberdeen, five of the big clubs in Scotland at the top of the table. Results at the weekend have kind of changed that a wee bit, but I firmly expect those five to be up there. Uh, and I go and go and give the likes of Celtic and Rangers a challenge. Aberdeen have been the one over the last couple of seasons. Hibs last season had a really good season. They've lost a couple of good players, but Lenny seems to find you know goal scorers on the back of that. I think McGinn will be a tough one to replace. But I brilliant for Hearts. You know it's it's exciting. They've got a, they've got a great spine to their team, didn't the Hearts? Yeah. I mean, Suter looks like he's came age now, didn't Suter he? Berenor playing, yeah. he's a captain in yeah. that now. Thought he was excellent in the weekend. The boy number five in the middle of the pitch, I think he's a really good player. The Austrian boy. Herring. Herring. Yeah. Very good. Every time Very I see him, he's impressive. And, then, front, and if you've got a Piazzo and you've got Naismith as your front two, you've got a chance, yeah, a lovely don't you? Touchy boy. He's a big boy, but he's got a yeah. lovely first touch too. Yeah. Yeah. He absolutely bullied man. He did. Um, and uh, Stephen Naismith at 31. If you can get him flying, you've got one of the best players in the leagues. I, I remember back when we were talking about, you know, you mentioned the word momentum five, ten minutes ago there, uh, Sid. I remember, so you begin back to season <coughs> 05, 06 possibly. 06, 07. Hearts of George, Bur- George Burnley as uh, manager. Starting, and yeah. 12, 13, 14 games, then the wheels come off, the Romanov influence eventually yeah. uh, undermined the, the manager. But if you if you are Hearts and you get to game seven, game eight, and you're still right up, you think, oh, wait a minute, this this could be something special. Well, you're, acu- you're accumulating points. Now, I'm not bringing up the likes of Rangers now, but Rangers find themselves six, seven points behind Hearts now. Yeah. So I'm not saying just Rangers, but if you're accumulating points at Hearts, nobody else can afford to to fall behind. Mm. You know, Celtic are obviously on their coattails now with the one defeat. Aberdeen have experienced a defeat at the weekend, but you can't afford to. If Hearts keep going in this run for six, seven, eight games, all of a sudden, if you're the kind of teams round about, maybe with your eye on second place, for example, you're suddenly off the pace, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And they'll have money to spend in January. We'll laugh at his money and that if they wanted to add yeah. to, to the squad. But you tipped him for second, didn't you? I did. I know about second. I gave you a bit of stick for I that. tipped Hearts for for second. And you then said Dundee third, didn't you? <laughs> but then, see, see the, <laughs> night, the, 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 the night that Rangers signed, signed Lafferty, I changed my mind. <laughs> so listen, I'll still change it back again. We'll see how it goes. Right. We're on the Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. We're into the last 10 minutes of the programme. Willie Collins looking at his watch to see if I've got any injury time. Simon Ferry's with us as usual and our special guest this week is the one and only Simon Donnelly. Now, Cy Ferry, people just think we just pluck guests out of the air. It's uh, just you go on the phone and whoever's kicking about or whoever, me, whoever's hanging about up at the five-a-sides pitch. <laughs> but there's always method in the madness and part of the reason I've got Sid on is because Andrew Robertson has been appointed the Scotland captain and a brilliant move and good luck to Andrew and, and to, to Scotland. But Sid was part of the management team that signed him for Dundee United for, for Queen's Park and you must have extra pride in, in, in that appointment for the young guy. I do, I do. I was so happy when the announcement was made with Andy. It's a perfect uh, marriage for, for him you know, with the captaincy of Scotland uh, going forward. He epitomises everything about a Scottish player for me. You know, determination, drive, will to win. He's such a, a role model and an inspiration. I think I went on Twitter the other days. Hopefully, he will inspire young kids. You know, he's had setbacks early on in his career. He bounced back for them. He went down to the Premiership. He's went to a Champions League final. 
I think he'll win things with Liverpool going forward and to get the captaincy of the Scotland national team it's fantastic what do you make of it Sam? Ah, brilliant it's a dream come true isn't it for him it's, um, what was it that tweet cracks me up isn't it rubbish What's being this age have you not seen it rubbish no. it was like five six years ago rubbish being this age got no money yeah. uh, can anyone give me a job yeah. obviously yeah. when he started going so park, it was Queen's Park Queen's Park and he, he was working somebody told me Martin Spencer that was right uh-huh. and then he was I think he was doing bits at Hamden as well just to make up his money uh, came to us not in a big deal I think I said before and I think Jackie promised him anything, you know if you get in the first team we'll rip it up and we'll renegotiate through his word they did it within Five, six games, maybe. Uh, Did you eventually beat the, the Martin Sp- Martin Spencer's early We, <laughs> we managed to beat that. Only just. But, uh, listen. What was he good at, Sid? Could you tell straight away? Was it aye, a right good player? Aye, you could. We went over to Germany and Spain pre-season to play in pre-season games. And he played them left back. And he, he, he forced our hand because you're thinking this young boy came in quite quiet unassuming for, for Queen's Park you're thinking right well he's maybe one for the future mm-hmm. maybe dip him in and out he forced her hand pre-season he says I'm going to be a left back mm-hmm. every performance that season was out of this world just rampaging forward I think he scored five or six goals and I, get, I said to you before it got to the point we couldn't we couldn't afford Andy Robertson couldn't afford to keep him he was away down to the Premiership with Hull Did, tell, tell me this was he on your radar at Party Thistle? I think Jackie knew of him. I uh, think Jackie knew of him because, as I say, Jackie, I think, went to see him for two games or Queen's Park. And I think a game in, realised, yep, we could work with this, this kid. Sorry, just to, and maybe you've spoken about it before, but if we just, he's just been appointed the Scotland captain, pinnacle of his career, can we just strip it right back? Do you know the initial contact, the, the, the tip off? Or how did your and Jackie's interest come about to, to Andy? Was, I think it was brought to Jackie's attention. Mm-hmm. And Jackie, I think, I remember Jackie going to a game and a half with a friend of ours and the guy was saying Jackie's already sp- spotted this boy after 45 minutes mm. and then I remember meeting him he came up with his parents to have a look around the, the training ground I don't know if he'd signed but I remember him coming up with his representative again just this young kid I didn't I didn't know him yeah. uh, but he certainly stamped his authority on our team initially as I say pre-season took to that left side you know we gave him the platform go and play he was an attacking left back he scored four, five, possibly six goals. And to go back to what Sai's saying about in tra- like what he offered in training, because we had so many technical players there. We had Golds, Armstrongs, we brought in Sifji, GMS. Mm-hmm. But he was the one that we always looked at with a drive. He would run through anything for you. He would f- fight with a guy if he had to. You know, if it was a Sifji in training, he wouldn't shy away for anything. Right. And it was just that desire and drive that. I knew he was going to go on to bigger and better things. I definitely did. And Hull, and then when Liverpool came, I thought that's a, a perfect, it's a shoe in for him. I was actually surprised it took him that long to get in the Liverpool team because I think he played the first game, get man of the match. Right, against found, Burnley, I think, at Anfield, yeah. himself out for a wee while. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Klopp, maybe, you know, had a wee word with him. Or I was like, play the boy. And as soon as he got in the team and got the, the jersey, he's never been back in. Even less, lesser guys, maybe with their head would have gone, eh? Playing right. that first game, man, the match, no playing again. Right. But it's a drive, isn't it? It's uh, a drive, it's brilliant. He's humble as well, said to he is, he's, a great, boy, he's a great boy. He's a great boy for a nice family. Up for the Mairns. He hasn't he forgot his roots. He's up there doing coaching and stuff, helping the kids. He's uh, just, you know, one of the ones that's brilliant when you see something good happening. He deserves everything. And he's sensible as well, cause he loves old open goal, doesn't he? He does. Uh, uh-huh. he does he? Uh-huh. I need to get him on, definitely. Yeah, need, uh-huh. need to get him on. Uh-huh. Every Scotland captain's 
duty to sit down to and sit get, down, the, exactly. get the airship board off them be you for 45 minutes. <laughs> You're in the lower leagues. Are there other Andy Robertsons out there? I think it's getting tougher and tougher. Like Sid says, I think there's plenty of boys with the ability, mm. but I'm finding less and less there's boys with that drive. Mm. And I think Sid said he's seen Mackay Stevens and Armstrong and they all had the ability, but not many of them have got the drive that the Robertson's got. And, yeah. and I do see that. I see that in young boys and it, yeah. it frustrates the life of it, you know what I mean? Talented kids who just didn't want to give it their all, which is mm. nothing worse. So now that Andy Robertson's the captain of Scotland, we'll look at the, the, the national team. So he's obviously going to play. Um, what are you thinking? We've got a friendly on Friday night against Belgium, so Alec McLeish is in a position to try one or two things out. But when it gets to the, if you want to call it the real stuff in Monday night, the kick off of the Nations League against Albania at Hamden, what are you thinking with the Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney conundrum? How does it solve itself? Sid? I'm not going to tell Alec how to play or how to do his job, but. Uh, I think you've got to play him and Tierney. You've got to find some uh-huh. position for both of them. Now, I think Kieran's played left there three before. He's also played... I don't think he's a right-back, you know. No. Uh, I think that takes a lot out of his game. But us as a, a nation, we can't afford to leave Kieran Tierney or Andy Robertson out. Uh, it depends what shape. I would I would play Kieran left-back and Andy left-mid. Mm-hmm. I'd play if it was a 4-4-2. I think Andy could play there. Yeah. Or whether you play him there and you play Tierney in one as a centre back. I think Kieran left centre back of a three or left centre back a back four. And either, left either, back either, either way. I think this is the time for us to to go and experiment a wee bit, mm-hmm. you know. And I just don't feel we can leave both of them out. I think you've got to play both of them. And f- oh, you have definitely. It's, 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 it's up to them to find, find a way. way. Uh, but I'm always I'm always going for being bold. I think you could play Andy on on the left. And either if Tierney's in one or directly behind him. The way Liverpool attack, he basically plays left midfield anyway for him, doesn't he? He's always in the other half of the pitch. I was at Anfield a couple of weeks ago, the Brighton game, and uh, and it's funny because you watch Salah and you watch uh, Keita that's playing now and and Van Dyke, and he just fits seamlessly. Uh He does. You would think, honestly, you would think that he was a. He's just grown into it. Not taking it away from your own country, but he was an international superstar. You would think he was Mm -hmm. a Spain left back or the France left back. He's just. So but do you know what he's you know? did, uh, Mark? He's taken f- for every platform that he's been given. He's like at United, you know, he had the license to go and attack. You know, somebody would fill in if it was a Peyton or a Rankin would fill in for him. He's obviously went down to Hull, and it's a different thing. It was maybe dog fights, mm-hmm. but he had that bit in him as well. He could do that. Now he's in a better team. He's lifting his game because he's in a better team with better players. If you play with better players, you become better. Everything's simple, Wendy. You know, simple ball, first ball he sees, gets it, gives it back, and he's got that thing about him that he's always in the front foot, mm-hmm. he's always want to go that way and push them back that way. He never thinks negative, mm-hmm. and he's just will to win. It's every platform that he's got, he's used it to his maximum to get everything out of him. I, I think Scotland have got a lot of players that want to play on the front foot, and then that's what kills me when we come and play defensive with these players. Go mm. and have a go, if I get beat, so what? It's not like we're winning all the time anyway, is it? Yeah, true. Go and play and try and win a game, I think. So, Robertson's got the, got the captain. Kieran Tierney w- w- was tipped for it as well as, as being a possible contender. Obviously, Alec has made up his mind. You can see why, probably, you know, to be fair, Andy yeah. Robertson's playing at a higher level. He's two or three or four years older, Champions League final, etc., etc., so you can understand that. Kieran Tierney will be fine about the dis- decision. I mean, we'll talk about professionalism and, and mm. being humble. 
you know, Kiantini will just looks to me as all just one of those guys that will just give his all regardless when he's a captain or not. I think I don't know Kieran personally, but watching him at Celtic Park, I think he's out the Andy Robertson mould. He's mm-hmm. only two or three years behind him in terms of experience. Uh, he's captain Celtic. He's captain Scotland. Nothing's phased him. Alex will be Alec McLeish will be looking at his dressing room and hopefully four, five, six captains in there. Yeah. You know, as was the case back in the day. You know, you had four, five, six guys that would have the authority in there to control the dressing room, control the team, and have a good effect on the younger ones. Now, I know these guys are young, but they've got the experience here. They've played a lot of games for Scotland already. So I think you'll be looking to these guys as... Kiantini, for me, is another leader. Mm. He's another leader, and it can only be good for us to try to qualify for things. OK, right. Last couple of minutes of the programme. I've got a top striker um, <laughs> on, on with us. So I play midfield, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, who are you, talk- who are you talking about? He's <laughs> <laughs> right. seen me at the sixties. He's seen me at the sixties. and Tosha. Right. So we're pretty much, with all respect, we're, le- we're, we're now left with one striker. Uh, Lee Griffiths, Holly McBurney's had to pull out injury, which is a blow. With that in mind, and the competitive game not coming until until Monday night, um, said against Albania. What do you do with Lee Griffiths against Belgium? Do you, do you give him 45 minutes and just keep your fingers crossed that he doesn't get injured? Do you, or what do you do? Do you wrap him in cotton wool? Uh, I would pl- I'd play him, aye. I'd, play him, I'd, I'd start with him. Uh, I don't think he's had a lot of game time this yeah. season yet. We're still in the early parts of the season, I think, to give him some more game time. Because I think, even watching at Celtic, he's just finding his stride just now in his mm. season. And when you get a full up to speed Lee Griffiths is a threat for us as we've seen before at Celtic and Scotland so I think you give him some game time I think you're right we have to have our eye on the the more important game on the Monday night uh, so you maybe give him a half maybe give him an hour it is a worry because he, he, he does pick up quite a lot of injuries yeah, doesn't he yeah. you know and it's the, the, I think you know what I'm saying though I think yeah. he's one of his he needs I've watched a couple of his performances this season he, yeah. he needs to find his stride uh-huh, and after that sort of player, uh-huh. the Sudova game the other night he was getting the boost yeah. of the goal then a wee setback he doesn't start at the weekend I think he needs some game time also as well with both games being at Hamden it just gives him a wee taste of the Hamden pitch as well again yep. doesn't mm-hmm. it yeah, and he's a, the fans love him yeah. after the England game and stuff like that so yeah. get and it's on. regardless of who the starting 11 substitutes that Alec McLeish uses on Monday night if we are serious about topping this um, Nations League group which will guarantee Scotland a playoff position for Euro 2020 we have got to win this game there's no excuses, no hard luck. It's no well. I draw is no bad. We have got to win this game. But yeah. I think I think we're in good good spirits. I mean, I, I think most of the players that will play are in good form. Yeah. You know, McGregor. I was saying McGregor. Armstrong's playing down south, doing well. Uh, is Kieran injured now? He, he certainly missed Fulham's game, so I think yeah, he's out the score. John McGinn. John, yeah. McGinn. John McGinn playing well. Robertson playing well. Ryan Fraser at Bournemouth yeah. doing really well. Charlie McGrew. Charlie McGrew. Yeah. Suitors. Suitors doing well yeah. too. So I, yeah. I think most players are on a high. You know, I think it's a right good. It's a good squad. I like the squad. Looking at, um, I fancy Scotland to fin- finish top of the group. Right. Final question: Who's your goalie, Alan McGregor or Craig Gordon? <sighs> oh, I'm going to go Alan McGregor. Alan McGregor. Yeah. Who, who will Alan McLeish pick? Said for for the the main game on Monday night. Tough choice, eh? That is a tough choice. I think choice. because he's, pu- he's had him at Rangers, he knows him inside out. I think he'll I play think McGregor. I, I would go for McGregor as well. Right, Alan McGregor. I'd probably agree with that. It's 3 for, three for Alan McGregor. Right, brilliant. 47 minutes, Sid. 47 minutes, eh? Brilliant. Two That's minutes, the longest he's lasted. Two minutes over a half, yep. That's no bad. He's warmed up for your game with Christo <laughs> Stoichkov on <laughs> Friday uh, morning. I'm just going to head 
uh, up to the driving range and out to get some practice in before I cold in it today. Before I pack on Friday. Listen, thank you. Well, oh, you see, again. if you do play though, dinner where the trousers with the ass caught at them, right? <laughs> Thanks again for joining us on the Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at. William Hill, I'm Mark Guidi, big thanks to Simon Ferry and to Simon Donnelly and we'll be with you again next next week, have a good weekend Sometimes change is simply different but it's progress that drives us forward Introducing the all new Audi A3 Now with enhanced connectivity and driver assist systems in a modern, expressive design This is vision, not revision Drive progress in the all-new Audi A3. Audi. Vosprung durch Technik. The scent of dewy grass lifts the spirit. The sunshine is bright behind the grey clouds and a sense of strength comes from the green landscape that feels truly Irish. We've brought colour to this feeling with Standing Tall, one of 28 new contemporary colours inspired by Ireland. Visit colortrend.ie to find and support your local stockist. Color Trend, an Irish company proudly crafting paint since 1953. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.